Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker and we appreciate you joining us here today as we get set to talk about the Titans' upcoming matchup against the Detroit Lions. You know, this Sunday, Denard, the Titans really have a chance to go ahead and continue holding off the Indianapolis Colts for the lead in the AFC South. Uh, the Titans are hosting a 5-8 and eight Detroit team with a interim head coach. So it's, it's one of those things to where things are kind of up in the air, but the big question surrounding the Lions, and I, I wish we had a definitive answer one way or another of what to, what's going to happen, but is Matthew Stafford going to play or not? There is a lot of concern around his status, especially whenever you look at the injury that he has sustained. He's got what they're listing as a, a rib cartilage injury, and so it remains to be seen what will happen, but we're going to dive into all of that what you need to know as far as other matchups that are taking place across the NFL this weekend and how that might implicate the Titans' playoff chances. But before we get into it, Denard, I first want to ask, man, how are you doing? Man, I'm doing great. I can't complain. Yourself, D? It's going well. Uh, That's good. I just, I, I'm ready. Uh, you asked that. I'm actually I'm going to go to the game this weekend. It'll be the first game I've been able to get to this year for the Titans. Uh, COVID has kind of dampened yeah. my ability to get out there and so I'm excited to get back to Nissan Stadium but That's before cool. before we get we get going man I want to ask do you believe well believe in Titans is presented by betonline.ag betonline the NFL season is in full swing and you might not be at the game this year but you can still be in on all the action at betonline Denard, I don't know if you were watching Monday night football the other night but I feel for a lot of fans out there right now, if you had Cleveland plus three, Cleveland plus three and a half, plus four, a safety to end the game for the Ravens to cover. You want to talk about one of the all-time bad beats. That was it. Fortunately, I stayed away from that. I was just the the idiot that took the under, and the Ravens yeah. hit the over by themselves. But that's neither here nor there because with Bet Online, they got game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, and Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. Denard, I think Titans fans are feeling somewhat optimistic going into this weekend, especially after how the Titans took care of the Jacksonville Jaguars this past Sunday. So as this game is about to happen, just give me your, your general take. How are you feeling? What do Titans fans need to know about this Lions team? Well, first of all, let me just say this is, you know, don't look at the record. I, I say that uh, we, we were getting ready to play Cincinnati. What was Cincinnati? Like 1-5-1 one, one or something like that. It was and bad. Either I, way you want to say it. Yeah, it was them. bad. Either way you want to put it. But I told you that this team is, it, their record doesn't reflect the way that they play. And I said, that team loses games in the fourth quarter. And I continue to harp and I continue to allude to the word disparity. There is no disparity in the National Football League. I say that every week. So everybody should get tired of me saying that. But every time I say that, it seems like, you know what, Denard, that is so true. 
And the reason that I say that is because the other team, the opposing teams, they have players too that are what you call National Football League caliber players, which means they have talent, which means they can win. They can also find a way to win the game on a Sunday or a Monday, whenever the game is played. So this Detroit team, let's just say this is, I know we looked at their code. We talked about that earlier, Bob, Matt, Patricia. You called that. I, I don't know how you got that right, but you called it. And so now it's Daryl Bevel. So I believe you are a reflection of how you are coached. And if you don't know anything about Daryl Bevel, let me just say this. He is a really great football coach. This is his 20th season in the National Football League. He was a the coordinator for those Seattle teams, the Seattle Seahawks teams that were going to the Super Bowl. Uh, he was the OC. And he was, he took a lot of flack in the game against New England where he decided on a, what was it, third and one, instead of just running beast mode and getting that one yard and basically go back to back, you win back to back Super Bowls, he decided to throw. And who was that that got that pick? Was that Malcolm Butler? That would be Malcolm Butler, Denard. That would be Malcolm Butler. That was the stud out of what? Western Alabama was the king of the Super Bowl. And the only thing that Daryl Bevel had to do was run the ball with beast mode. So he was more known for that play. But let me tell you something. He's a really good coach. So in saying this, he's basically doing uh, right now, he's in a, what we call a job interview. This is his team right now. He's the interim head coach, which means everything falls on him. So guess what? This is a team right now. Mathematically, they're not out of this D. They still have a chance in that AFC, I mean, in that inner, I hate to say it, the NFC. I don't know what to call it. I'm not even going to talk about that conference, especially the NFC East with the Cowboys. But they still have a chance for a playoff berth. You know, it's a long shot, but again, things can happen. Mathematically, they are still in the equation. So they still have something to play for. So that makes that team dangerous. So if you take that team lightly when they come to Nashville, guess what? What happened in Cincinnati can easily happen in Nashville this weekend. Yeah, whenever you're looking at this Detroit Lions team, I mean, they played the Packers very close this past weekend. They got beat 31-24, to and as we know, the Packers, Titans got them next week on Sunday night football. So this team, the Lions, they're still fighting, they're still competing, and you often see that with interim head coaches. And the Titans, I mean, need to be familiar with that because you got Romeo Cornell and the Houston Texans right. come Week 17 whenever it relates to that interim tag. So the Titans, offensively, I expect to see them still roll Derrick Henry like they have been, just keep things moving along that front. Now, the questions that I really am concerned about as we kind of talk about is the defense and just what to expect because you don't know if you're going to get Matt Stafford. You don't know if you're going to get Chase Daniel. So that can... Obviously, if you got Matt Stafford, you got your hands more full than you would if it's just Chase Daniel. But still, Chase Daniel been in the league for a long time. He understands how to read some defenses, so he he's a capable backup in the NFL. I do have some good news for Titans fans that they have activated cornerback your boy Denard Christian Fulton off of injured reserve. It, it still remains to be seen whether or not he'll be active for the game on Sunday, but he has at least come off of IR and defensive lineman Tier Tart also returns to the active roster. If you remember, he was suspended a game for stepping on a player during the Browns game. But Titans getting some players back on the defensive side of the ball will continue to monitor the injury report situation as the week goes on because right now, I mean, I honestly could see the Stafford situation being a game-time decision 
Uh, we might get some clarification earlier in the week than that, but we'll just have to wait to find out. So, Denard, whenever you look at Detroit's defense, we'll start with their defense and then we'll go over to their offense. What are they going to try to do? Obviously, stopping Derrick Henry's priority number one, but what, what could the Titans' offense be looking at when they're facing this Detroit D? Well, this defense, they give up plays, unfortunately. They, this is really the Achilles heel of that team. So what you want to do this week, we, we know everybody's going to line up, especially what we witnessed last week against Jacksonville after Derrick just ran wild over 200 yards. So you know coming in a game, that's exactly what Detroit wants to do. So this is how we're going to win the game this week. We have to attack their young corners. Akuda, who I like, I love him. The death, he's a uh, young man from my area. He's from Grand Prairie, by the way, with Ohio State. So he's a gopher, South Grand Prairie High School. Uh, what was he, number four, taken in it this past draft? Very talented young man, but he's young. He's young, he's raw, he's inexperienced. So I'm basically, if I'm AJ or Corey, I'm looking for Jeff Akuda this game because you have to go after the rookie. The reason that I know this so well, oh, he was third, I'm sorry. I don't want to disrespect a man like that, put him at one slot, uh, Lord. But let me just say this is I'm looking at our receivers this week and I'm saying, CD, AJ, you guys got to shine. And I truly believe that our receiving core is a lot better than Detroit's secondary. Uh, and so I think if we can win on the edges this week, I think that's where the game might come down to is how we can get open on the edges how we match up. We match up well against these guys. They give up a lot of big plays, and that's really what has gotten this team beat this year. That's why Matt Patricia is out of a job, because he's a defensive-minded co uh, uh, coach, and he was a secondary coach for a long time in New England. So that's probably why, you know, management said, you know what? I'm sorry. This is not working out well. we got to let you go. And you called that before it actually happened. It's one of those things where I, I am interested to see what the Titans do at if they go with a defense coordinator for next year, because I do believe Matt Patricia would be a good candidate for that. I know some people uh, disagree, but hey, that's just uh, one man's opinion. Denard, obviously Derrick Henry, I mean, been running through people left and right, already over 1,500 rushing yards on the season with three games left, trying to see if he could possibly get to 2,000. I know going to have to have a pretty high average to do that, but we're not exactly going up against the best run defenses in the league these last three games. With, with Titans offense, obviously talking about the big plays and trying to get our receivers in a situation. I mean, does this defense strike you as one that's able to just take away Derrick Henry? I mean, or, or is this one where the Titans can just line up and if they wanted to hand it off pretty much every single play and still have success? Well, that's that's not the case uh, anyway because we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, we said that with Cincinnati that we thought Derrick was going to have about uh, 750 yards rushing, but that wasn't the case. <laughs> you, know, you just don't know what's going to happen and how people are going to uh, play you that week. So listen, they got Everson Griffin, a long-time Viking. He's a really solid player for a long time in this game. You look about Nick Williams, really good. They're solid up front. They're solid up front. But what will open up the running game, if you attack those edges and those young corners with Detroit, that's what gets the running game going. It gets it, that gets Derek going. So this week is really where I feel like you got to attack that secondary of Detroit. If you can attack that secondary, what will happen is it'll teach, it'll keep those safeties from coming in the box. Remember, when you have safeties, you bring in an extra safety or, or an extra defender in the box, it leaves you vulnerable on the edges. So when you attack those edges, guess what? The safety has to get out of there so he can start 
to try to help those corners out if they're getting beat. So when that happens, then that's when your running game goes off. That's where the, you know, King D, I like to call him, he gets going. So that's what you really want. I think Arthur Smith is going to attack those young corners because, listen, I've been a young corner in this league. I started as a rookie. And let me tell you something. That was a long year for me because I knew that teams were, they were going to come in the game and they were going to attack number 25, Denard Walker. You know why? He was a 24-year-old, young, baby-faced corner that nobody knew nothing about. He's not proven. So until he do something into the, in this league like Dion, we're going to go after him. That's exactly when I, when the first game I lined up when I played the Miami Dolphins. Dan Marino looked over and saw me and smiled and winked. And like, you know what? I'm coming right at him. And he did anyways. So, and I was already 20 yards back before the receiver ever got downfield. But what I'm saying is go after their Achilles heel. And that's their secondary. When you can go after that secondary and you start making some plays like AJ did last week and Corey was able to do last week or the last two weeks, the way he's been playing, guess what? Now Derek goes off. And that's where you start to see those yards start to pile on in Tennessee's offense. With Denard switching from the Titans offense to the Titans defense. We mentioned in the show earlier that we don't know what we're going to get at quarterback, but we do know what to expect from the running back position when you look at Detroit. And they got two guys, one being a future Hall of Famer and Adrian Peterson, the other being a stud running back out of the University of Georgia and DeAndre Swift. What what do you expect? Are, are they going to lean heavy on the run or are they going to try to I mean air it out like I, I just I personally like I don't know what they're going to try to have the emphasis be whenever they have Chase Daniel back there if, if that is the guy that gets the nod D are you serious you mean Mr. Palestine the, the proud of Palestine Texas Adrian Peterson 35 years old 13 years in the league you think a guy who's rushed for 508 yards is going to beat you you think oh, no I don't oh. I don't <laughs> You so you think they go? That's what's been hurting their offense is the running game. Don't get me wrong, I love DeAndre Swift. He will be the guy that's going to take over the reins right now. And Adrian Peterson, that's my favorite player of all time. AD Palestine. I've been to Palestine. I want to shout out to all the people in Palestine, Texas. Beautiful place, it's country, but it's beautiful. Let me tell you something. I love AD, but again, he's he's kind of been a journeyman these last few years, and that's what happens when you get kind of up in those 13, 14 years, you know, you, you start to kind of move around a little bit. And you do lose you do lose some production. But let me tell you something. If you take him lightly, he will make you pay. There's a reason why he's on this roster and he made this team. It's because he's still productive, even though he's, he's getting close to 40. And DeAndre Swift, again, he's had, what, 355 yards rushing this season. He hasn't been able to get going. That offense has kind of been stagnant all year. But again, the guy that can actually hurt you, and he's one of the best receivers in the league, is Marvin Jones Jr. And let me tell you something about Marvin Jones. He's a lot like those Cleveland uh, receivers and Rashard Higgins and Cardell Hodge who end up really hurting us about two weeks ago. So that's really where we want to keep our eye on. So if you can basically take out their strongest point, that's Marvin Jones Jr. Make this team one-dimensional, which means make them beat us by running the football, then I think the Titans' defense will have a dominating performance on Sunday. Yeah, this will um, – I'm, I'm really interested. I mean, obviously, I, th- I think this game is, is going to be easily won by the Titans. But, again, we, we never know with these situations. The, the key I'm just wanting to see is how do the Titans do in third down, especially if they get Chase Daniel. I feel like that's a guy you got to be able to take advantage of in that situation. 
We talk about where their defense has been at times this year. I need to see the the turnover battle definitely get a win in that department. I mean, when you're looking at the the layout of these teams statistically, like the Titans have the third best offense, but the 28th best defense. So it's it's one of those things to where if the defense can start to step up, and I I think getting an opponent like this Detroit Lions team is maybe something that can give them a little bit of momentum heading into this Packers game the following Sunday. Again, can't take the Lions lightly, but this is a game where it's one of those things. I mean, Denard, um, I'll ask you this question. How many times do you think the Detroit Lions have beaten the Tennessee Titans? Because they're NFC North, so they don't play that. It's not, it doesn't happen very often. I actually I didn't I know this until I looked it up. probably two times, twice. They've technically never beaten the Tennessee Titans. The last time the Lions won, Tennessee was still the Houston Oilers, and that was back in 95. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's it's been a while. They actually, I guess, um, yeah, the last, they've only met five times since the year 2000. Titans have won them all. Actually, the last time they met in Nissan State, well, just in Nashville at the time, it was a, incredible game the titans won 44 to 41 in overtime i was actually at that game and after this show go look it up on youtube but titans versus lions 2012 it's like the greatest game that no one knows about the titans had a 14 point lead with a minute 17 to go and megatron went off Uh, they got a hell mary game goes to overtime it's just crazy game there was so many plays of like touchdowns of 70 plus yards in that game it was just, it was a blast to be at. But yeah, the Titans have just been able to take advantage of Detroit every time they've played them this millennium. So I hope that that continues. I, I do think that, like, as we've said multiple times, the, the matchup is very favorable for the Titans. And you just got to take care of business here. I mean, we got three games left. You mentioned the playoff situation coming down the stretch. So you can take care of business here you should be at least in a position to where you're making the playoffs with this win. Uh, again, there, there's there's some crazy things that can happen, but win this game, you're almost guaranteed to make the playoffs. So it's uh, very important there. And so I guess, Denard, as we kind of get ready to look at this slate of matchups this weekend, it's, it's pretty interesting because we are going to have some games on Saturday this week for the NFL slate. And, I mean, for... Week 15, big game Thursday night. You got the Chargers playing the Raiders. Obviously, if the Raiders can take an L there, that'll be more beneficial for the Titans if they were to slip up and the Colts get the AFC South. Raiders still battling for a wild card spot. Then on Saturday, the Bills play the Broncos. Titans do have that tiebreaker over the Bills. Bills currently 10-3 and after beating the Pittsburgh Steelers. So it's kind of weird. Some people are going ahead, scoping it out, and they're like, all right, well, if I wanted to have to face or avoid facing the Chiefs, where is it best to fall into this category? Obviously, just winning the division, hosting a playoff game for the first time since 2008 would be huge for this team. And I would I would love to see a playoff game in Nashville, even if capacity is greatly reduced. But And then on Saturday night, if you want to go ahead and start scouting the Titans' next opponent, the Packers are hosting the Panthers. That game isn't really going to have any impact on the Titans' playoff chances. But then we get into Sunday, Texans play the Colts. If the Texans can get an upset there, that game is Indy. In Indy, that would be huge. And then another big game that has a, a giant impact, the Patriots are playing the Dolphins. 
you're you're better off if the Patriots are able to beat the Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins did have a close game come down to the wire against the Chiefs this past weekend, but the Dolphins look like they could have some momentum going for them if they, they get a win here against the Patriots. And then, you know, the Ravens, they pulled off another big win. Fortunately, the Titans have a tiebreaker over them as well, but they're hosting Jacksonville. They should be able to get a win there. Pretty big line on that one. And then the other other game is the Brian, or excuse me, the Browns are taking on the Giants. Giants got a lot to play for whenever trying to get that position out of the NFC East. But the Browns, after a heartbreaking loss to the Ravens on Monday Night Football, are going to be looking for a bounce back. And as we know, uh, they do have the tiebreaker over the Titans. If you were to get into a wild card situation, which the other team in the NFC North, or excuse me, the AFC North is the Steelers. They are playing on Monday night against the Bengals. They should win that one pretty handedly. I, I, they've been playing. They've been playing bad. But I don't know if you've watched uh, the Bengals play without Joe Burrow. It's it's not oh, been pretty. Been yeah, yeah so so that uh that game comes at a, a favorable time for the the Steelers but then the following week the big game to keep an eye on the Steelers and the Colts are playing each other so that will uh definitely be worth keeping an eye on big implications there for the Titans but there's still just a lot with three weeks to go see how everything plays out but did just kind of want to give you a rundown of some games that are important so if you're looking at teams to pull for just real quickly uh, pull for the Chargers, the Broncos, the Texans, the Patriots, the Jaguars, the Saints. That would actually help you out too. Uh, they're hosting the Chiefs, and then the the Giants. And I would say pull for the Bengals, even though I don't think the willpower, no matter how much you're hoping on that one, going to make vacation. much of an impact. Yeah, yeah, they're so, on vacation. So we have that. But before we get out of here, Denard, I get closing thoughts and your prediction for Sunday. <laughs> Closing thoughts, number one, I would say the plus for Tennessee is that you're 9-4 and and you're on top of the AFC South, right? Correct. Check this out. In your next three games, you got one team with a winning record, right? That is correct. The Green Bay Packers next weekend. Okay, so the way that you look at it is this. Take care of your business. Secondly, if you're playing against a team like this, which you don't want to do, do not play around with this team because guess what they went out and did this past week. So the Detroit Lions went out and hired arguably one of the greatest linebackers to ever play this game in Chris Spellman. And he will serve as team special assistant to chairman and president and CEO. So they just made up a title. <laughs> I'm not mad at him, but you know why they did that? They wanted to go out, so he's going to leave his position as a color analyst, and he's going to go into a front office job. Why would Mrs. Sheila Ford Hamp, the owner, go out and hire Chris Spillman? Because she's looking to change the culture of the Detroit Lions. And what better way than to go and get one of the toughest individuals one of the greatest players to play for your organization, the all-time leading tackler in Lions history, four-time pro bowler, three APR pros, and a two-time defensive MVP, and an All-American at Ohio State. So the same, day, the same way that we look at Mike Vrabel, before there was a Mike Vrabel, there was a Chris Spellman from the same state of Ohio. She's there 
because what she wants is what you guys, when I talk about you guys, like us, the fans, what we have for the Titans. She's looking for somebody to bring that grit, that toughness to change the culture. And that's exactly what he's going to do. And he's going to start, if he's in that building right now, he's preparing those guys right now for this game. So do not overlook this team because guess what? They still have a chance. Mathematically, they're still in the equation. They're still in the hunt. So this team will be dangerous. That's why I say Sunday, this will be a close game. Get ready for a dogfight. The same day, the same way that we played Jacksonville in week two when it came down to a field goal to winning at the end, get ready for this type of game because this is what you're going to get from the Detroit Lions this week. Denard, with that said, What's your score prediction going to be for Sunday? You know I hate scores. Because every time I I know, but I'm going to say this. I haven't bet against the Titans all year, and I'm not going to start now. If, let me just say this, if they take care of business, that's the the question mark. If, we don't know what we're going to get sometimes. Okay? So if they play the way that they played Sunday against Jacksonville, they will beat this team, I say, 31-17. But if they show up on the field like they did against Cincinnati and Cleveland and take this team lightly, then I I feel like they will get beat 31-17. So it's kind of like the tale of two sides. I'm going to let them choose it. <laughs> I'm let them make that choice. I'll, I'm, I'm bad at, I'm I'll bad allow at it. I'll, I'll allow it. You know, I don't want to allow it, but I'll allow it. Um I guess, yeah, it's it's one of those games where, as you said, I mean, if the Titans show up, this should be a cakewalk for them. But we just never know because this team can be very Jekyll and Hyde. But with that said, I still think, I I think at the end of the day, end of the day, as much as it hurt the fans, and I know it hurt the team, that Browns loss might be that kick in the rear that yeah. they need to have this final stretch. So. That remains to be seen, but we'll definitely get a closer look at it this coming Sunday, 1 Eastern, noon Central in Nashville at Nissan Stadium. It is the last home game for the Titans this year that they're guaranteed again. There is a chance they win the AFC South. They get to host a playoff game, but could be the last time they're playing in front of their home fans, so I expect them to come out and do something better than they did the last time whenever they were playing Cleveland there. And I'm going to go on record, and I'm going to say I'm taking the Titans 35-13. to So... Again, that 30 number, Titans have been there. Again, this offense has been really well, but can the defense show up on third downs? As long as Matt Stafford, I'm playing, or I'm, I'm picking under the impression Matt Stafford is not going right. to be playing based off everything I'm hearing at this point. So, again, if Matt Stafford does play, I'm going to temper my expectations and go 35 24 Tennessee. But I still think nice. the Titans' offense gets that 35 number. You know, I love, you know, and I'm not being biased because I'm from Dallas, but I just want to throw this out here. You know, I, I always get on you guys. Like last week, what, what, last week when we talked to Phil and James, when I was talking about Mac, was Mac Jones from Alabama? Yes. So I want to just throw this out here because I grew up a big fan of Matthew Stafford. I watched him at uh, Holland Park High School here in Dallas. Great player and a great person, as well as Chase Daniels. Again, South Bay Carroll High School. I want to shout out because – that would actually help our fan base. <laughs> yeah, you, got, you got a lot of good players down in, in your neck of the woods, Denard. I, I just like, I like to call them out, man. I like to give shout out to those guys. Not a, yeah, not a ton of uh, NFL talent coming out of East Tennessee, but hey, um, it is what it is. Uh, but that 
that is going to wrap it up for Denard and I today. So, again, we'll continue to keep you all covered. We'll definitely have... I'm going to be late getting back more than likely, but we'll definitely try to get out next episode as soon as we possibly can. Hopefully the Titans give us an easy win. It won't be too difficult for us to dive into and break that one down. But we're out of time for today. For Denard Walker, I'm Davey Hudson. We, as always, appreciate you listening to us, subscribing, and giving your feedback. You don't know how much it means to us. And as the holidays are continuing and coming up, we just want to say we wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. But for Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson. You have been listening to Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Believe Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.